special technique of shadow boxing. first thing they want to do is they want to seize the narrative of history. You see that over and over again, whether it's Mao or Stalin or Hitler, Pol Pot, whoever it is, you take control of the narrative of history. That's very important. And that's what they're attempting to do here. Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. It's right fucking in front of us. Like, it's right there. We came... We saw, he died. <laughs> Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. These things are obvious, right? I, I don't run around saying, you know, I'm smarter than everybody when it comes to politics, or I'm even smart. The whole point of this show is that you don't have to be smart to see what's fucking wrong with our system. That's how messed up it is. Who has put pubic hair on my coke? Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. I gotta fart real bad and I gotta shit real bad and I'm afraid if I fart I'm gonna shit. Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I can get this? You delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this? I'm not retarded, but I like rocks. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Listen, fuckhead. You have fucking crossed the line. Get that through your goddamn fucking head. I tell you, you take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday of getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. It's bullshit. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly guys. Yes, they are. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. You sit on a throne of lies. And if you're going to infiltrate some cell somewhere, or a terrorist cell, you have to deal with people that are willing to betray their country, people that are willing to betray their friends, people that want money or other things, and it's not pleasant. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. All over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. What are you talking about? America is not going to be destroyed. Never. Rome was destroyed. Greece was destroyed. Persia was destroyed. Spain was destroyed. All great countries are destroyed. Why not yours? What a shame. That a few bad apples have to spoil a good time for everyone by breaking the rules. The revolution will be broadcast. So, what do we do now? You guys want to smoke some drugs? And welcome to Monday Night Master Debaters. It's going to be a good one, folks. And I, I got to be honest up front. This is the reason, part of the reason why I started this podcast. Um, a couple shows ago... We were talking about dinosaurs, and I was regurgitating my dinosaur hoax uh, knowledge that I've collected along the way. And a listener of the show called me out on it and wanted to come and counter the argument. And that's what this is about. 
we're going to now have a great discussion this evening on a topic a lot of people are interested in, dinosaurs. Are they addiction, Or are they reality? And so what we have tonight, I have my buddy, new buddy, and a listener of also of Ryan's show, the Notice in Friends podcast. Oh, yes. Uh, Mr. Davio. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, Matt. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate oh, it. Thank you. Um, I just, before we get, you know, deep into it, just give people a little background as to, you know, your experience in this, because we talked about it before and man, you, you, you have credentials here. I love it. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have no degrees in, in paleontology or geology or science or anything like that. Um, I was just a kid who was fascinated by dinosaurs from, uh, you know, the earliest, my earliest years, uh, you know, and I was obsessed with drawing them and, and sculpting them and things like that. And, uh, you know, my mother saw that, um, you know, how, how crazy I was about all this. And uh, she decided, uh, you know, the, the, the local museum was the Denver Museum. Uh, and uh, she decided to take me you know, down there one day and uh, see if um, they could kind of, uh, you know, take me on, uh, so to speak, as a, as a volunteer or, or, or let me hang around or something, you know, just anything. So I was, I was 13, you know, I just turned, turned 13 years old when we, uh, we just kind of walked into the earth science department office <laughs> and, uh, you know, a number of, a uh, couple of the people that worked there uh you know uh you know we we just met them right there just marched in and uh anyway so they 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 agreed to let me you know come and hang out and be a you know a volunteer not that i ever did much volunteer work <laughs> i didn't i didn't really do much work there i just uh hung out and socialized and you know kind of nosed around everywhere um anyway so that's that's kind of how i got my foot in the door at the uh at the museum uh it wasn't because of you know, I wasn't in a, a school thing or, you know, had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> we were just a couple of people off the street. Um, so me and my mother. <laughs> so that's how that started. That's great, man. Oh, and I can't wait to hear about your experiences and everything like that along the way, too. So we are here to have a great conversation. And from the other side of the world, we have our good buddy, Drew, from your Missing the Point podcast. What's up, bud? Hey guys, I can't wait for this conversation. I just want to sit back, maybe add a few little snippets of questions in along the way, but I've actually been really looking forward to this because I think it doesn't really matter whether you come from the dinosaurs are real camp, dinosaurs are, are a, a hoax. Everyone loves dinosaurs. What kid didn't grow up having a favorite dinosaur? And I think it might be a fun little thing to go around the horn. And when we do introduce ourselves, what is your favorite dinosaur? For me, it. it's got to be the Triceratops. Uh, yeah, great one. Great one. Mine is Allosaurus. The Allosaurus. <laughs> Excellent. I'll, I'll chime in before. I, I, I was a raptor guy. I always um, was obsessed with raptors. It's something about them that just, it, it always clicked with me. Sure. It's, it's the big, uh, the big foot claw. Yeah. Know? Oh, they had, they had claws. They could run. It seemed no. like they could jump. You know, the, they, they were kind of the total package. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what, what, what would yours be? 
just to be contradictory, I'll say that just all the big like ice age animals and stuff in North America, like the giant sloths and all that stuff. I figure if you can survive an ice age, especially as an ice age predator, you're probably <laughs> actually going to take down a dinosaur. I'm more impressed. <laughs> and I don't think that stuff is in controversy too, by the way, like when it comes to this dinosaurs are not real thing, um, really what's in contention is the, obviously the original ones, which most of them were retracted anyways. And then, yeah, a lot of these big Hollywood ones, but there are definitely a lot of bones out there. A lot of stuff is extinct. There was a lot of giant stuff as well. And, and yeah, t species that are foreign to us, but used to be here. We, that's not in dispute. So I, I am interested in where the uh, line is going to be drawn here tonight, actually. Hmm. All right. And well, we I, I, I mean, uh, I I think that's a an interesting point that you bring up, and it's it's one that I was going to bring up, you know, if I had an opportunity, is that uh, the mammals, the extinct mammals, the megafauna, as they call them, they're not uh, a matter of contention, which I find very curious because... Uh, uh, as far as the scientific literature and stuff goes, those things were, you know, made it into print and uh, were were being uh, you know, published and analyzed and stuff like that, you know, decades before uh, dinosaurs, you know, dinosaurs, you know, they, they weren't the main focus for, you know, people like George, you know, Cuvier, the, the famous French uh, anatomist, you know, or even like Richard Owen, the infamous Richard Owen, who coined the word dinosaur. Uh, the, you know, this, these weren't their main areas of interest, you know, dinosaurs, that is to say. It was it was mostly the mammal, the mammal stuffs, the giant sloths, the the mammoths, what have you. And uh, so I just I just find it very interesting that that dinosaurs are the thing that everybody is picking on. And but but not the other, not the other stuff, not the mammals or or any other sort of class of animals. There's there's, you know. You know, all the, all the, like, you know, Demetrodon and, you know, the so-called mammal-like reptiles of the uh, so-called, you know, Permian period, for example, like, you know, supposedly before the dinosaurs were around. Uh, so there's, I mean, there's just tons of stuff, you know, to, uh, you know, to pick from, you know, to call into question, you know, my own, my, you know, what I wonder is, that, you know, why just the dinosaurs? Is it because, I mean, they're just completely I, foreign and, you know, so unlike mammals that they, they can't possibly be real or something? Well, it's the the Eric Dubé video that did go quite viral. A lot of people still use that as the backbone of uh, what they're saying here. Um, they're talking about how the original guy, you said his name, I forget his name. Richard, came up with dinosaurs and then they started finding them soon after a lot of the argument is why didn't they find them throughout history you know we should have been stumbling upon dinosaurs all over the place as we see there's big fossil pits and and you know tar pits and stuff like that where we find tons of bones tons of bones you know mud flood type events where we find yeah thousands and thousands of animals all killed at once so why didn't we find dinosaurs before they were the term was coined and then yeah you know you've got instances where they're building like a whole skeleton after they just found a couple of bones and then you know it turns out that the original artist renditions are nothing uh, close to what it would more likely resemble once they have more of the skeleton in place and you know there's there is other contentions that i don't think uh dubay really um addressed like within one species you can have a wide variation even within the human species there is quite a wide variation several human skulls have been mistaken for 
you know, a missing link or something like that. And many ape skulls have been said to be a missing link, yet it's an orangutan or something like that. But there is a, a large variation within most species. And of course, we get spectrums from, you know, African elephants to Asian elephants to dwarf Indonesian elephants and all kinds of stuff where it is essentially the same creature, but slightly different. And mistakes can be made in putting the skeletons together and put him in, putting them in their timeline. There, there's a lot of small mistakes. I don't know how many people are fully... Um, saying that a, a T-Rex didn't exist, for for example. And I don't know, maybe every T-Rex skull is fake, but I don't think it is. I think it's more likely that that type of skull, that type of raptor or that type of T-Rex giant predator had a different skeletal formation or different some, something other than, you know, the goofy looking tiny front arm, you know, or some of these animals that... It's hard to really see physically how they would stand up properly because they're so out of proportion. Those are probably just problems with putting the bones together and the artist's rendition and the Hollywood rendition. Again, I don't I don't know where the line is really drawn here. I'm not saying that every T-Rex skull is fake. It could be, but you know, I don't know. Right, you, that, you tell me. That's the that's the issue with this, the modern day Spinosaurus, isn't it? Jurassic Park would tell us it was this T-Rex looking thing with a fin on its back and over the decades through science has become more and more crocodilian and more aquatic in its and low down on all fours than it is actually a two a bipedal creature so the science tends to change all the time and like you said it comes down to how the skeleton was actually put together and as they find new bones so it's probably this whole conversation I think is probably going to come down to personally I think it's somewhere in the middle but I can't wait to hear what um, Davio brings to the table here yeah, and, and one of the other things, too, is it's so forced down your throat that there's a combination of things, right? You get the anthropomorphized version in the Disney cartoons. You get the Jurassic Park version, and it's probably somewhere in between, right? Because from Bones, you know, it's it's hard to tell what the skin would be like and what colors they would be, what kind of attributes they would have. And I think that's kind of the liberty that's been taken that's, that some people have problems with, right? And like you were saying, you know, with T-Rex and, and the, the little arms up front, is that, you know, how it really was or is that kind of the artist's rendition? And, you know, we know how there's sculptures and and things of these these. Uh, remains that they they use to to piece it together because we haven't found a completely 100 percent intact uh skeleton yet i mean it it is what it is you have to be able to use a little bit of leeway there but before we get going any further i want to hear ryan what would what would your choice be for favorite dinosaur oh mine dude i mean dude it's it's a t-rex i mean like if we're talking about the, the like you know the jurassic park story yeah, man, T Rex, dude, all day. When when you know, like they're running around, and if they just stay still, the T Rex can't even see you. That, that's a that's an interesting concept. It's like an interesting way to beat them. You know what I mean? Like it's just you you just got to stay still and then just shoot them, and that's it. That then you're. I think it's an interesting concept, man. Just the whole idea of dinosaurs. You know, like people especially in the conspiracy world, they like to believe in dragons, but not dinosaurs. So it's yeah. like, wouldn't dragons be a dinosaur at the end of the day, if we're talking about it 
And there wouldn't just be one species of dragon, right? They're always saying that all these different cultures believed in dragons. Well, that's not going to be one species. You know, even you follow birds across the giant continent of Eurasia and the same bird species will appear slightly different as it moves across the continent. So it'd be the same thing. Whatever they're calling dragons would most likely exist at least in multiple variations of the same species, but more likely in multiple species. Right. And I think, you know, in the same way that Drew was asking what what the the coolest dinosaur would be, what would be like the most like feminine dinosaur? You know what I mean? I I think that's an interesting concept. Mine is the bronchiosaurus. I think that's an interesting thing. It's just got a long neck, you know, just a weird like like there's interesting dinosaurs out there. And it seems like they, they made all these different ones so that kids could potentially relate to their different type of dinosaur. And it's weird to think about it like that, but especially, you know, if you're thinking about it futuristically, you know, there's, there's a different dinosaur for every personality almost. (laughs) I just sent Matt a link of, it's a bit tongue in cheek, but it's how aliens would reconstruct the skulls of animals on earth. I think this is what lies in a bit of the problem with representation of dinosaurs from say cinema to what scientists now believe they look like. It all comes down to the artist's um, rendition of what they would look like. And the representation on the screen at the moment is a skull of a cat and how aliens would imagine it, and then the actual animal. Um, we see this in how they reconstruct human faces sometimes. Sometimes they get grossly uh, remade to look quite ape-like, when in reality they could have looked quite modern human um, in the construction of their facial features and muscle structures. So it's always something to be mindful of in the way that we see dinosaurs represented. What we see in uh, mass media and entertainment probably isn't what they look like in the reality of how they lived. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get going here. What I want to do is I have uh, I uh, I took the aforementioned Dubai clip um, because that was one that we kind of, you know, that's kind of a baseline of five good points to talk about. Um, But before we get there, I just wanted to play this one clip from Kimmel as kind of a a little satire before we get going here. Look at that. This doesn't move you in any way? Absolutely not. So what do you think these are? Like clay? Well, have you met people who don't believe in dinosaurs before? Yeah, every now and then we Uh do get people who don't believe in dinosaurs. Are you able to persuade them that dinosaurs are real? I give the facts and some of my personal experience with these. Okay, Uh your personal experiences as in seeing them more? As in actually going out and digging for dinosaurs. You've never dug up a dinosaur before? I have. have. Yes, I have. Where? Uh, Utah. If Daniel has pictures, will you believe? Absolutely be... not. No. So you think he's... he's this whoever whoever a... Daniel went and did those dinosaurs, I would probably put them there. You think somebody planted the bones yes. under the ground? And they knew exactly where to go get them from. I don't know about that. Um, well, yeah, of course you don't know. Yeah. You're the one who was tricked. So those are the real teeth from uh, T-Rex? Yeah, the lower jaw is pretty complete. If you take a look in between the cracks, we put in things like clay and glue to hold it together so you're saying this is a lot a lot of this is clay uh not a lot well the the a lot a lot of this clay you can definitely tell so that's a real dinosaur bone this is a natural copy basically a fossil it's a copy a copy yeah how many people are involved in this scam daniel i understand why it would be why it's hard for people to believe that these animals did exist at one point. Because yeah. nobody knows seen them. Uh, I'm glad we established this. Let's keep going. Remind you of any animal? It looks like a dog. 
or an anteater or something. Yeah, it's actually the ancient ancestor of modern day cetaceans or whales, dolphins, and porpoises. That's a whale? Come That's on, man. Whale. <laughs> Come on, Jim. It's not a whale. I... Hell no, that ain't no whale. <laughs> No. Yeah, that was not. You have that that's wrong. You got to redo this. It's yeah, that's, that's terrible. That? No. No way. All right. So there's that. Now let's just play real quick the five points and we're going to get into it. Here we go. In conclusion, one, a complete dinosaur skeleton has never been found. Two, no independent researcher has seen a real dinosaur skull. Three, the paleontological scientific approach is built on hypotheses while it is presented as natural science with an objective approach. 4. Children are taught the existence of dinosaurs through cartoons, not through bone inspection at school. 5. Only people with a special interest in the paleontological field seem to find dinosaur bones. Dinosaurs are yet another fictitious reality exactly like the self-invented psychiatric diagnoses. This all leaves us with numerous fundamental questions. All right. So with that, let's go back to our buddy because right here, you provided us with firsthand account of an experience that you had. So Davi, I'll give you the floor and let you explain, my friend. Cool. Uh, yeah. And, and so, hold on, before you go, before, before you go, we're going to go through each of the five points. Anyone that's wondering, we, we will address those one by one, but I wanted to get a little, you all to get a little background as to Davio's experience before we, uh, dive into them. So go ahead. Uh, okay. Well, so the, the photos that I sent you were, uh, from a, a dinosaur dig that the museum, you know, through the Denver museum. Uh, so this was out in uh, Canyon city. Uh, Colorado, uh, so it'd be the Morrison Formation. So this would be the, you know, Jurassic period, uh, so-called. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, so uh, so this was actually the second year that they did it, uh, and I was on I, I was on the first one as well. Uh, so that was the summer before this, uh, and um, so the first summer they, you know, we 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 didn't find anything actually. <laughs> it was a it was a complete bust. Now, um, how long, when you say all summer, how long are you actually in the field for? Well, like these were basically three weeks at a time, three weeks, like in like June. Yeah. About. Uh, uh, so, yeah. But uh, so interestingly enough, uh, we didn't find anything the first year we were, we were out, uh, you know, and this is the same locality, exactly the same place where uh, like Cope and Marsh. Uh, we're, we're pulling out, you know, tons of stuff, huge skeletons, all kinds of stuff, shipping it back east um, to the Smithsonian, to the American Museum, Carnegie Museum in Pittsburgh. Uh, any case, um, so the second year uh, was when um, just by, of course, you know, the way it usually happens is sheer luck. So just by sheer luck. Uh, one of the uh, preparator guys uh, that was on the dig, um, he uh, he was walking like kind of in a gully and, uh, you know, bored with not finding anything. And he just sank his rock hammer into the side of a, like a hillside. He just sank his rock hammer. 
pulled it out and, and out came this little this little ver black vertebrae, just one. Uh, uh, you know, and so uh, clearly, you know, uh, there was uh, something in there. It turned out to be uh, the most complete stegosaurus, uh, I, I do believe, that has been found yet. Um, and interestingly enough, the, the one, the stegosaurus that's in the Smithsonian uh, was found probably, I, I think it's like maybe just a, maybe a hundred yards from exactly where this one was found. Uh, you know, and the one from, the one in the Smithsonian, I think, you know, that was found, you know, you know uh, like turn of the century or, or maybe before that. Was this in the mountains? Denver is very mountainy and rocky. Or was this in like the lowlands or something? How do you think this got all these skeletons got caught up in this place? Oh, uh, uh, well, I, I don't know, you know, exactly, you know, how they all ended up there. Uh, but it's, you know, so so this this is not in the mountains. It's it's uh, it's kind of like Badlands. That's pretty much what it's like, like the Badlands in like South Dakota or Montana or something like that. Uh, um uh you know but but you know you know i don't i don't know how they you know came to be fossilized or you know how fossils happen uh i don't think anybody has really an idea about that that i well because and one of the interesting things is i know joe rogan's had uh him on his show twice there's a guy by the name of john reeves who has property out in alaska and they call it the boneyard because he keeps finding um mammoth you know skeletons saber-tooth skeletons he's finding animals that shouldn't have been there at any time and he yeah. you know he's finding stuff there and and that's one of the questions is and and we're talking uh you know a small area of property he's finding hundreds of of skeletons and sure. the interesting question how did they end up there right like what event would cause not only and and in some of the cases these things are dying with food in their mouth instant instantaneously so you know obviously there was some sort of catastrophic event that caused yeah. this instantaneous now is it like i heard you mention before ryan a mud flood right is it is it a mud flood is it an earthquake is it some sort of liquefaction that took place where there was this giant shift but one of the things that you do see and, and, you know, case in point here is you're finding these collections in uh, consolidated areas too, condensed areas where you're finding lots of bones. So there, you know, had to be activity obviously beforehand, but yeah, that's one of the questions I've always wondered what would have caused these things to react this way and, and, and be, be petrified in such a manner. Well, and my thing too is why are they going on in such a consolidated area, like you're saying, to where people that buy these tiny spots of land are able to just share this massive amount of like just like the volume of of skeletons and fossils that they're finding? Why is it only like this tiny amount of people that are having like this exclusive like access to this tiny amount of land? That has just like these gold mines of these things. It seems like if this was as rampant and like, you know, the, the narrative that that our gasoline is 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 coming from these skeletons somehow. Right. That seems interesting to me if it's everywhere. But the only people that are finding them are like people that are going on Joe Rogan and all these different things. It, it, it seems strange to me that just like these deposits of these massive amounts of skeletons 
and fossils are are washing up in these tiny areas. Well, David, you found one, right? I did. Well, that's why we need to. That's why we need to appreciate the um. Sorry, Davio. This is why we need to appreciate the the miracles that genuine fossils are. If you go off the scientific method, it's miracle stacked upon miracle that these things actually survive in the, their current format. A quick example that that often gets thrown out by um, paleontologists is that an animal is down, say, at the water hole. It's having a drink. A predator comes up and kills it. The predator gets chased away by some other forms of life. It gets stomped down into the mud. A flood comes and washes sediment over the top of it. And over time, the calcium in the bones leaches out and petrifies over time. Miracle stacked upon miracle. So the fact we're even finding any of these is huge. But when you get into the idea of large deposits of these being all localized at a single point, it becomes that great question that Matt asked, what's causing these mass die-offs uh, for these things to be to survive in such a way in localized locations? Yeah, very interesting. Well, if I if I could if I could jump in, uh, um, you know they're they're not, um, you know these things whether it's the dinosaurs or mammals or other groups of the you know extinct animals, they're not they're not found in um, particularly local places. I mean anywhere look I mean they're all over the world. I mean uh, they you know literally from one end to the other or uh, you know as much of the world as as we know of it, um, uh, you know, and they're not, um, they're not, you know, this is one of the, uh, you know, Eric Dubay points that uh, no independent researcher has ever, you know, uh, been allowed access to, you know, actual fossils or dinosaur fossils, et cetera. Uh, you know, that's absolute nonsense because most, I mean, most fossil discoveries are made by people who have, no vested interest, no special interest. Maybe they are rock hounds or fossil collectors or something themselves, you know, for fun. Uh, you know, that's what I've always been. Um, you know, and that is that is the case that uh, most often uh, th these big finds, you know, they're not always made by somebody who works at a museum. They're made by somebody who finds something and takes it into a museum. And then the museum people, they go out and they do make, let's say, the rest of the work, you know, getting out whatever is there. Um, uh, you know, and there's there's lots of instances of that, you know, like some of the, you know, at least two of the most complete T-Rex skeletons were found exactly that way by total non-professionals, um, you know, people who didn't work at museums, they didn't work at universities. Uh, so... Yeah, there's that. Yeah, I, I found that point kind of hard to to knowing, you know, I, I I am by no means a subject matter expert, but anytime you say all or none, I, <laughs> I can't back that up, right? I mean all it takes is one private guy that it disproves it. That's yeah, it. there's never been one guy that was just walking along and you know happened to kick a bone and oh shit, this might be a dinosaur, you know, like come on, that's 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 ridiculous. And that's where you know you have to use some common sense in this. And so let's get yeah. let's go to the first point. And I'd love to so the first point is a complete skeleton has never been found. So um, that yeah. from, from all research I've done, that's a fact, right? I mean, but at the same time, that doesn't disprove anything. 
Uh, no, I, I, I don't think it disproves anything at all. And I, I really think that it's, uh, it's kind of a, a trivial point to make, uh, honestly. I mean, so if, if, if a skeleton is missing a single, you know, the very last tail vertebra, oh, it's not complete, right? Nonsense. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, like that stegosaurus um, that uh, you had up on the screen, you know, from uh, the dinosaur dig I was on. Yeah, that guy. So that thing, it's it's missing basically like a few toe bones, as far as I recall. But otherwise, that's the whole animal from head to tail, right there. And, but it's like and, a, it's like a jumble, though, eh? You have to. It's, I was going to ask what that was. Is that the Stegosaurus? It's uh, where's the where's the skull? It's uh, it's on it's on the left. It's up in the left corner. Oh. The the tail is at the other end with the spikes coming off it. Yeah, and so it is it's a bit of a jumble. You're right. You know, so they're not. So all, does this? You know, sorry, David. Yeah, go ahead. Does this type of thing where we, we do find incomplete skeletons, would you say that kind of has added to the incorrect um, assembly of dinosaurs and how they, their appearance has changed over time because we don't have those complete um, bones, especially early on, they didn't have the earlier complete sets? Would you say oh, that yeah. adds to the mystery around it? Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, absolutely. And that, that's, that accounts for the, you know you know, supposed inaccuracy, as we would call it, of like early, the earliest restorations, like the Crystal Palace dinosaurs. <clears throat> um, you know, but also, of course, the the, the changes uh, that you can see in, you know, representations of dinosaurs over the last, you know, century or, or, or more. Uh, you know, it has changed a lot. And of course, you know, finding articulated you know, skeletons is is a rarity. That's a rarity. Finding disarticulated skeletons is is common. That's the common thing. You know, isolated bones. You know, just like animals are found. You know, now. You know, right here now. Uh, you know, you 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 know, you walk around a lake. You know, you're not going to find. You know, you're going to find like you know fish bones and stuff washed up. Uh, but not necessarily, you know, a whole fish skeleton, right? There's lots of bones and bits and, you know, all kinds of things. Things um, things get, you know, they get picked at, scavenged, you know, they just rot, fall apart. That's the way it goes. Uh, and, you know, that's that's the state of things in the fossil record as well. Yeah, and that's one of the things I found interesting when I was looking. And, you know, obviously there's points of, okay, well, uh, they said, you know, this is this argument made me laugh. There's there was 1.7 billion T Rexes that lived on Earth. Where are all the bones? And they said they've only found fewer than a hundred fossilized T Rexes, so there may be many more to discover. Well, uh, that's why you're able to power your vehicle today. Because of that's the right. Bones. They haven't found <laughs> them. Yet. That's where they all went. <laughs> the other one point. Billion, yeah. How can they possibly know it's 1.7 billion though? That's just a stab in the dark. And this is yeah, this is where we get I get to the these things where we get to you know the the estimates and guesstimations and things like that. Like, how do you know? I have no idea. A billion T-Rexes that like there's no way. There's no way that that amount of 
of a giant thing like that unless they were much smaller right like there was a time where there was much more biomass that that does have to be true even that agrees with uh you know the biblical sort of account where there is uh different epochs you know back then how do we know any of this though man like we always were supposed to gigantic fossils and just the fact that there are so many of them all at once and stuff that isn't in dispute like they just found that big huge deposit of thousands and thousands of mammoths and other creatures in russia and there's other deposits in russia you know there's a big one in calgary alberta canada where when i was a kid i went to that museum there's again the tar pits and stuff like that and it just shows that when when we were able to support megafauna we were able to support a lot of megafauna a lot and that would be the differences in the uh, maybe nutritional count i would say it probably more the atmosphere you know it could be a higher carbon there's other reasons as well we, we don't really know that but we do know that there was a lot of megafauna and a lot means a lot a lot means way more than we would expect to find like we're talking about finding all these skeletons all in one place now you go to basically anywhere even the amazon there is a lot of biomass, but most of it's in trees. You don't find that many mammals around. It does take a super ecosystem to support a lot of mammals, especially large ones. And that's why we don't see it now. Things have changed significantly. And no, we don't have proof that the uh, old prophets in the Bible lived to 900 or whatever, like Noah and stuff like that. But I personally do believe that there was a time that the earth was supporting bigger life and life that lasted a lot longer. Life just seemed to be easier. A lot more could be supported with less. Sure, it makes sense. It's just, you know, it, it makes you wonder exactly how, like, I don't know, dude. Like, well, like, Ryan, of- if there was a mud flood right now, other than humans, we wouldn't find any massive deposits in the future. But that's what it looks like for a lot of these, at least the mammoths and stuff. Like, we're, it looks like they're in a, a big block of mud, 10 foot of mud. You know, if that happened right now, you might get a fox here and there, but you won't get a whole bunch of animals together. I'm saying just the fact that we do find them all together does suggest that there was a lot more in general. Maybe they were hurt. Maybe in, in flood type of situations, a lot of them are brought together in channels and funnels and end up, I don't know, all, yeah, more together. But even still, even now, you know, I'm up north here. There's moose and stuff like that, but there's not that many of them. If there was a flash flood apocalypse event right now, we wouldn't find piles of moose. Yeah, it just seems like it it could just be so easily, you know, kind of staged. I'm not saying that it is. It just could be really easily kind of set up to to look a certain way. And it could, you know, carbon dating is wildly inaccurate, it seems like. Oh, we don't know when this happened at all. It seems within written history, people have memory of dragons and other. There's a lot of bogus videos out there, but I like it, you know. Just looking at them. Maybe they're real. Deep in Africa. Like I said, I live up north here. It's still deeply unexplored land. You know, I, we've talked here about Bigfoot and stuff before. There's enough room, at least, for these creatures to be away from humans. It is possible there is some sort of dragon-like creatures still left over. And yeah, I think like the long- birds and shit like that. So, the very again, the, back to the beginning of this whole thing here, what we're trying to get out of this tonight. I, you know, I do think that there is enough evidence to say that a lot of these creatures did exist. It's really just the details of what's shown to us. Even the the stegosaurus we were just looking at, we don't know if those plates sat upwards or they were on the back or we, we don't really know what they were used for. I'm sure. Uh, Maybe you just mentioned something that that's 
sparked my interest. He said, we don't know how like all these mammoths are a big one. All these mammoth bones together all in the one place. People quickly forget the closest living relative to mammoths, which is elephants. Elephants have like the burial ground in which they go to to die and they revisit, they visit their dead, their ancestors. Like animals do that in certain situations. So there could be the possibility that they're, they're mammoth burial grounds that have just been covered by mud flood at some point. True, but even the tar pits and stuff, like there's more than mammoths in them. And again, this is mostly like Ice Age mammals and stuff. And I'm by no means an expert here, but I'm pretty sure everybody was interested in this when they were a kid. And it's always been weird to me that they're, they're found in such abundance in certain places. And yeah, many times multiple species are found together is what I'm saying here. And in the Calgary place that I, I believed in dinosaurs, you know, I believed in a lot of this stuff. They find a bunch of them in, in Calgary, Alberta, the one outside of, I don't know, I was a kid, but it's outside of Calgary. It's somewhere in Alberta. There's bunch of fossils there it's uh it's hard to dispute that those early characters who were eager to make up the skeletons and finalize it and publish it and get famous and all that that's one thing but yeah there yeah, is there's so like many the bones bone wars right ryan yeah yeah it's and they're bound to make mistakes i, I still i doubt we have it all correct I, absolutely yeah and one of the interesting things i i did find was that they did find dinosaur skin um, you know, it survived fossil fossilization on this one specimen they found where they found the armor and its spikes. So, I mean, that one, it's a little more easy to see what it may have looked like versus just finding, you know, a pile of bones, you know, like we, we saw with the Stegosaurus example that Davia showed us. Guys, we should address that most of this is actually like promoted to promote evolution itself, which of course the Dubai crowd and and myself as well. I don't agree with evolution. I used to I used to believe it. I've got tons of books about evolution. I've got one here even in front of me because I think it has some bogus stuff in it, like these bogus uh, bird bird dinosaur crossovers found in China. You know, basically right close to where they actually make fossil dinosaur features for um museums like they sell displays to museums so i'm pretty sure that's just totally fake and there's another picture here uh where the fossil itself has a has like you can see the eye i could show it to you guys if you probably can't see it matt maybe if you you don't have to pull it up but it's at the very end of wag the dog part four that i released last year at the very very end post credit scene yeah i'm going through this book i did it years ago on camera and it just seems silly to me some of these uh, things are so obviously fake because I'm saying a pupil doesn't fossilize, right? It's one thing to find the bones. It's another thing to look like a cartoon made out of clay. So there, there's some fakes and a lot of this stuff has been done for the purposes of promoting evolution. Like there's been all these so-called missing links with humans and apes. And most of the time it's just an ape or it's just a human. You can't really even tell the difference. It's beat up. It's old. It's a fragment of a jawbone and this and that. That's where the real contention comes down to and i think where the real motivation comes down to for any type of a conspiracy a lot of it was done to promote evolution once again so i i don't know if they're finding skin then i'm saying it's not that old you know i don't have a pro i don't care what species existed in the past it looks like a lot of species existed in the past and it does look like they were demolished in catastrophic apocalyptic events and if there's any truth to this mud flood stuff these you know, melted cities turning into mountains and all this stuff. I imagine that's the same type of event that would take out multiple species. 
And it just appears that in some of those periods, we were able to support massive quantities of uh, of animals, of, of flora. And who knows, maybe even the mammals and the, the dinosaurs existed at the same time. I think that's a big problem with the layers, the so-called layers, because usually they're not found in the correct layers. Davio, you can you can jump in and correct if I'm wrong, but I think that's one of the big problems. Just trying to line it up in the timeline and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, I would totally agree with, uh, you know, what you said about, you know, uh, the, the dinosaur story, fossils, extinct animals being used to promote evolution. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, I would say that the, the fossils are real. The story that's told about them, that's the fake part. That's the that's the sci-fi imagination part, uh, you know, and and they don't. They don't fit on some easy timeline uh, at all. Uh, you know, I I, I studied uh, you know a lot of geology when I was at the museum because uh, all these people, all these paleontologists, were geologists as well. Um, so I, I I really got a lot of you know sort of schooling you know just from them. I sort of learned on the job, so to speak, even though I I didn't have a job. Uh, um, anyway, so you know I used to believe you know believe all the geology stuff. Um, and, you know, what I, what I've learned, you know, in, in the intervening years <laughs> about, you know, things like the mud flood, melted buildings, you know, colossally giant trees and stuff has completely overturned, uh, what I thought I knew about geology and the geologic, you know, record, which is not, of course, like you were just pointing out, Ryan, it's not, it's not just a nice seven layer cake you know, with, you know, from beginning to end or something like that. It's a, you know, it, there's, it, it takes a lot of mental gymnastics, you know, uh, amongst the geologists to make a coherent story out of it. So just a quick question to, to tie back to what Ryan said about the idea of um, propagating the idea of evolution. We saw this with the Piltdown Mound in the UK, the missing link, which essentially was a baboon's jaw attached to a modern day human skull. And they tried to argue that for 41 years as being the missing link between modern day man and man of the past. Now, if that's occurred with um, bo mixing bones together for some kind of Frankenstein type of fossil, is there any indication that there's been mixing of bones of other animals to try and, lap a dinosaur discovery is that what yeah. has been presented before yes yes i mean national geographic had to had to um retract uh something that they published uh i believe it's called um oh god it, it's 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 some sort of missing link bird half bird half dinosaur thing uh you know this was back in the the 90s uh, you know, that's that's one famous example. Uh, you know, another another one was published uh, called they called it Proto Avis. Uh, you know, this guy as paleontologist in Texas, uh, guy Shankar Chatterjee. I actually went down to, um, uh, you know, Texas and, and looked at the skeleton and looked at the skeleton of this thing that he had. Um, and, um, you know, it was it was it was it was really a. It was in a pitiful state. This 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 little set of fossils that he had, and he was really making a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, and uh, you know that 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 you know was accepted at first. This this proto avis, some sort of missing link, all that stuff. Uh, but it ended up being retracted. 
I think even he was sort of doctoring stuff, this guy, Shankar Chatterjee, um, in, uh, in uh, Amarillo. That was my only trip to Texas, was to Amarillo, of all places. But, um, you know, I, I got to examine one of these, uh, you know, things myself. Uh, and, um, you know, the one, the one from China, it, it was the one from China that National Geographic put out. Before, it, you know, it had been scientifically described or published or anything, National Geographic decided to just run with it. Uh, and it turned out to be a, uh, you know, a total fake. You know, uh, under, uh, you know, through uh, X-ray, you can see, you can see in X-rays that um, <laughs> it had certainly been doctored a great deal. But and China was... loves doctoring fake bones. That's, you know, been something they've been known for now is making these fake skeletons out of chicken bones and things like that. Yeah. It is cool that so much has been are found in to... North America, though. Are we there trying to say that dinosaurs are real or not? That's what's very confusing. Dave, you, I don't know where you stand on that, but, you know, like, I, I'm just getting like, uh, in my opinion, it's it's confusing, like where we're coming from right now. I hear you. Uh, well, in my uh, opinion, you know, and from my own direct experience, uh, they're, you know, they're 100% real. They're as real as the mammoths, the saber-toothed cats, and all the rest. You know, okay. they're as real as the dogs and the cats, you know. It's just maybe they've been like misrepresented or something. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, like like Ryan was pointing out, and I, you know, was agreeing with. Uh, they're, you know, they're used, uh, you know, as um, you know, to promote evolutionary, you know, to to pro promote Darwin Darwinian evolution, uh, you know, and the millions and millions and gorillions of years, uh, ages of the Earth, and stuff all, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, so like I was saying, you know, it's the you know the fossils are real. You know when they're not from China. No I'm kidding, but uh, <laughs> new. but it's the story about them. <laughs> that's where that's the fake part. That's the lie. Sure, that's the unproved, you know, unsupported, unsubstantiated part. You know, the evolution story. You know, if if evolution was the case, you know, uh, it would be like Darwin predicted evolution would be the the what would be what we would see in the fossil record is, you know enormous numbers of transitional species right you know great things shading from one species into another right dinosaurs into birds pig-like things into whales but that's that's exactly what we don't see in the fossil record you know what you see are are, are species that that don't change that you know just like just like you know people only make more people you know dinosaur you know like uh you know Nobody's giving birth to, uh, you know, chickens and roosters and stuff, you know, or, or their cats and dogs, huh. uh, you know, so the, the species that are... some of the fucking, uh, you know, furries and stuff out there. <laughs> I don't want to talk to them. You know, they're, they're, they're too creepy. But um, yeah, so that, you know, that's exactly what we don't see in the fossil record. And, and the fossil record, I would say, uh, you know, is quite complete. You know, there is a great deal known. Of course, not everything is known. There's always stuff being found but you know in the several hundred years of um of of digging you know there has been a ton unearthed and 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 studied you know and published and all that stuff um yeah man i mean 
like what you're saying makes so much sense. It's just interesting that that there's there's people that are just die hard. Dinosaurs don't exist, and that that to me is it it it, it is an interesting concept. But everything that you're saying makes sense. And then I want to bring this back to that clip that Matt was playing earlier with uh, what was that Kimmel? Kimmel, yeah. And who was he talking to, Matt? Uh, I can't remember who it is. I can't remember what the guy's name is. So, I mean, uh, obviously anyone, you know, watching, you know, he's an African-American dude. We'll, we'll say he's a black guy, right? I mean, like, that's that's usually how I refer to these guys. Whoa! I, I know it's it's very racist. <laughs> he's got to be a he's got to be a sports star of some description, surely. Yeah, well, I don't think so. I mean, he, he could be an intelligent guy. Well, let, let's just let's say he's a he's a he's a, you know, black dude. But the way that they portray this is that you've got this established white guy, Jimmy Kimmel, talking about how, you know, he's trying to sell this this dumb black guy on dinosaurs. And the dumb black guy is saying, well, I don't believe this. You know what I mean? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. And that seems like a Hollywood narrative where it's like, you know, like the dumb black guy is sitting there talking about this, the, the you know, I, I'm not buying the narrative. And then the the mainstream Lily White, you know, just let's let's get in here and let's just believe the mainstream narrative. The white guy is going to believe what is being told to him. And the dumb black guy is going to push back on it. Well, to it seemed me, it kind of seemed like Kimmel was on the guy's side, though. It didn't, though, because he was kind of making jokes about it. It was very tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, he's just leading them on. That's he's a I'm good saying. host. So, like they're they're pushing they're making this this black dude seem dumb. Whereas to like, I tend to agree with what the black dude is saying. And obviously when I'm saying the dumb black guy, like that is I, like, I tend to agree with what he is saying. And, and where I'm, where I'm getting at here is that academia, which is, you know, universally, it seems to be, I'm not even going to like racialize this. I'm going to say that it's, it's wealthy people that are in academia and it's they're going to wasps. Yeah. Yeah, well, wasp, yeah, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants, like these these guys, but then other other people too, right? That you've got the the Barack Obamas, the the Mike Obamas, all these people out there, like the, you know, people of different uh, ethnicities that are that are wealthy, right? It, it doesn't matter what fucking color your skin is; these wealthy people believe a certain thing, and it seemed like they tried to like go back in that clip that you were playing, Matt. And I, I know that you were just playing it because it's a, it's very relevant to what we're talking about, but it just seemed like they were trying to bring it back to like a dumber time. And they were trying to bring it back to like, Oh yeah, this black dude doesn't believe that dinosaurs existed. It was classism. And it was the social elite versus the uneducated. That's what they were trying to portray in that. Well, look how it was presented exactly what Davio said. I love that um that it's the, it's the stories they tell about it right they didn't say hey this is this cool fossil we found in wherever they found it greenland or something i don't know they said this is a transitional form to whales right they're they're telling you they know it, it's history it's behavior yeah. essentially you know they've they've fact. created this picture it's, about it yeah. when stop it you know let's right. talk about okay how much of the skeleton did you find and what you know I, I believe they found a lot of these skeletons, but even today, look at the uh, mammals. You know, again, I'm up here up in Canada. There's a lot of skulls that look very, very similar. You know, raccoon, skunk, cat, 
it, it, rat even obviously the different sizes and stuff but they're all quite similar in format you know and same with reptiles and birds like it, there's just a lot of stuff out there that okay yeah maybe we can say it's a mammal i've no i've no reason not to believe that there's tons of different mammal species that used to exist again it's just the stories that they told about them and you're asking it's like someone's not believing that yeah. i'm just saying that the way that they're portraying it in that clip is like you know if you're if you're uh, in the know like jimmy kimmel is then you're gonna you're gonna sit there and you're gonna you're gonna follow along with this narrative, and if you're a dumb idiot, you're gonna push back on it, and and that's what I think is interesting about that concept. Yeah, that is interesting. It was very classist. Yeah, absolutely. He didn't say anything really. Uh, maybe he did, and maybe I missed it. I don't know. Maybe whether it was cut out, but he didn't say where they found it and how much of it was there and how long did it take uh, him to get I, it out and you know the relevant facts here to talking about a skeleton. They spoke. They spoke very matter-of-factly about something that they can't know for certain. I oh yeah, it's, it's sixty-seven million years ago. Absolutely, a, a, forty-eight, forty-eight million, twelve million. So, at... it's a problem with academia. People don't come out and go. Our best guess is this could be a that's evolution the, that became the whale. Exactly it's no. Yeah. This is the evolution of the whale. And There's that's the no... same. The same problem, Drew. I have with NASA. No disclaimers. Right. It's it's that same. We know that you have to take it as fact. Trust our word, even though we might not be able to prove it a instead of just saying this is our best guess. Right. We're supposed it's to a cool skeleton we found. Yeah. Well, because we I mean, dude, we have so many problems with like the Smithsonian Museum. Right. Like we have a lot of problems with the way that they fucking push narratives out there. And like, you know, Kim, her her uncle, I found this out recently. That her uncle, when he, when she was, uh, when, or I'm sorry, when he was 19, got a job, uh, just filing papers back in the, uh, I think, 80s, um, early 90s. And then he started working there. And this dude started, like, believing that the Earth was flat and that we never went to the moon based off of the shit that they were giving him. You know what I mean? Like, like there's all these narratives that are out there. And they they adamantly push these things. But it seems like... They're just not true because there's no solid proof. It's just take this piece of evidence and present it to the public. And that's what it is. Well, look, though, they also the usually give you a little bit of the truth or a lot of the truth with a little bit of lies mixed in, right? They, they don't always just tell us flat out lies. Not always. It's called a cocktail of deceit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it could easily be that this was a, a recent event. You know, our our ancestors literally live with these things like not too long ago and they, they wrote about them and stuff and it's been mistranslated and whatever. They could be hiding, you know, that the, they absolutely are pushing evolution, which is, I think, a big mind control device. So they could be taking the truth and just warping it by focusing in on purely evolution. That's it. Uh, you can't can't tell you how many books I read about fossils. And they ended up just being books about evolution. That's all like, they're about. That's all they're about. Yeah, I would absolutely agree. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the that's the focus. You will not get published unless you put things in an evolutionary context. And that's so a shame that? because I think it detracts from the whole picture, right? I mean, to have to tie those two together, uh, yeah. Well, I want to ask Davey, like, why is evolution so key to the dinosaur thing? Like, why, why does, why can't they both be, like, why are they exclusive to one another? 
Well, they're, well, they're not. Uh, I mean, you know, you got evolution shoved down your throat, you know, in terms of like human evolution, just like you were saying with like the Piltdown Man and, uh, you know, these so-called, uh, you know, hominid fossils and stuff like that. You know, it's just, um, you know, anything they can use to spin this this story uh, about the, you know, the, 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 the inconceivable ages, you know, in, of the earth, you know, time, you know, that stretches back and back and back into the past, right? Because they need, they need their millions and millions and billions of years to make their evolution story possible, right? Because that's the only way, you know, evolution can happen, you know, according to them, you know, is it takes millions and millions and billions of years, right? So they need all this, you know, anything is fodder for evolution, anything at all. I mean, uh, now, do you uh, believe in in the evolution story? Who me? Yeah. Oh God, no. Okay. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, that's one of the reasons I, I decided not to pursue uh, paleontology. Really, was because uh, I couldn't imagine, you know, spending, you know, you know, my career or whatever, um, you know, you know, even even tacitly promoting something that I did not agree with one bit. All right. Yeah, it's just kind of refreshing to hear somebody like, you know, talking about dinosaurs and they're like, yeah, evolution's bullshit. Because that's that's never no. the case. You know, people never. Well, no, it's true. I mean, uh, you know, I'm uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a religious person of any kind. You know, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I love the flat earth and, and NASA, you know, all the NASA fails, you know, and all that stuff, you know, the conspiracy stuff. I mean, I. Uh, you know, I uh, I get off on that stuff, and um, you know, but I also have had this kind of unique experience uh, in the world of paleontology. <clears throat> you know, I, I knew a great number of these these people. You know, many of them are still uh, you know top dogs in the field. I knew all these guys first, you know, personally. Um, you know, and yet and yet my perspective is completely different from from like let's say their perspective. You know, because they are academics, uh, you know, they are museum employees, you know, they're government employees. Do you, do you think that free. has a lot to do with their approach in in the yeah. sense that it's like doctors, right? It, especially during the yes. pandemic. If you went against the narrative, you were essentially ostracized or stripped of your title. You just can't publish without a story, guys. You can't write a book without a story. Stories sell. You know, I'm in sales for a living. You need a story. Story sell. There would be no reason to read a book from a paleontologist. They would never get on the mainstream Barnes and Noble bookshelves or anything like that if they didn't have a story. Everyone buys into the story because it's all they have. Because bones, although they are interesting, it's just not enough to do anything more with. It's not enough to create a public buzz. It's not enough to create an industry. And unfortunately, every academic pursuit is an industry, whether you like it or not. And no matter what you do in the field... You understand that you should have something like a book out there to support you beyond your tenure or whatever. You don't get a lot of money just for being a university employee, part-time teacher, part-time researcher, academic, right? You need something, and that main thing is a book, and you need a story to sell a book. What you're talking about is marketing. It's not even storytelling at this point. Like in, in 2024, it's marketing. And that's you have to tell you the line of what the market is. You have to sell There's the a market. huge business, man. There's so many documentaries of these CGI dinosaurs. <laughs> there's there's so much built on this myth that it's just become its own thing. 
And I think that's what a big part of this problem is, that this cartoon version that we have just it isn't real. There is lots of bones, but the story behind the bones is totally bogus. And and science and academia only changes one death at a time. You have to wait for the old guard to go out before new ideas even start to be considered. So to have the idea of what's going on, um, Davio, with your approach to this, if you were in the field and you were training this, you would be considered like a witch and they'd be trying to get you out of the out of the whole field because of your views. Yeah, that one. Yes, absolutely. You know, I mean, we all, we all kind of know how it goes, right? I mean, it, does he sound like a witch to me or only? It sounds yeah, scary. It no, Davio, something's up with your mic. It's oh, so terrifying right now. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Good now. Okay, sorry. I, 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 I made some noise. Oh, it's doing it again. Uh, Speaking in tongues. Terrifying. <laughs> He's the dinosaur. He's a T-Rex. Yes, Big know. thrill comes out. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember what I was saying now, but uh, you know. So there's also the Creation Museum, which is a bit of a crossroads here in the con conspiracy community because you've got lots of people who believe the dinosaurs don't exist uh, on the Eric Dubay framework, and then a lot of those people are also creationists at the exact same time. And I think the Creationist Museum in Kentucky has a lot of interesting stuff. And they're saying, basically what I'm saying is um, dinosaurs, at least some of them were real in some form that we're not sure of. But it looks as if they lived amongst uh, humans that lived at the same time. This is not well, millions of years ago. Scriptural nods to that, the behemoth and all these types of larger than life creatures that aren't actually described as being real life living animals today yeah and foot footprints together human footprints and, and dinosaur footprints together again not saying we we understand the behavior of the animal that left the three-toed footprint but it's most definitely there all over the place and in some cases it's there with human footprints and whatever conditions led to a footprint being created they're not going to happen millions of years apart it's going to happen around the same time yeah and if you you look at a lot of you know art from you know 15th 16th century early 17th 18th centuries you see these you know castle scenes and and outside of it there's these giant creatures that you know some in in some photos they kind of look like what a brontosaurus would be with a long neck a, a, a larger body um some of the other the ones you the ziggurat of ur has one it's, yeah. It looks like a brontosaurus. Yeah, their, their idea of what one would look like. And then, and then there's some where they look more vertical, almost like what a you know you would see a, a tauntaun from Star Wars, something in that sense. Um, so you see, and then obviously there's there's you dragon see. symbolism throughout. You know, time. What's that, right? No, you just reminded me of the uh, the Hannibal guy. Do you see? Like that's. Just... <laughs> Do you see? Man, I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> Do you see like that? I don't know. Just that just reminded Bring me. Bring up slide up to slide. So Do they say that the word dinosaur was coined right before they were discovered in bone form, but yeah, depictions of them do go back farther. There is lots of depictions, old maps, old paintings, yeah, of all kinds of dragon-like, dinosaur-like creatures. So just because they came up with the word in the 1800s, it doesn't mean that the idea of them didn't exist before. Yeah, yeah. and. And let me throw something else out there. 
I think most of us are are in with the idea that there was some sort of cataclysm and rebuild of society and, and all this stuff some time hundreds of years ago, whatever. Well, yeah. within that time, I assume we would have been kind of busy rebuilding civilization, farming, you know, it's just we're in a very comfortable time now. 20th century, 21st century, even the end of the uh, the 19th century, where we actually could afford to go digging around and, you know, having museums and stuff like that. Like, this is a pretty new thing on uh, within agreed upon history here. You know, a lot of us think that uh, time was removed from the timeline, like, pre-1000 AD. But still, a lot of stuff has been happening in the last hundreds of years where... You know, in wars and stuff like that, that I don't think is a conspiracy, just so much going on. And the average person would have been so focused on just living life that they wouldn't have had time to go digging around. Yeah. And and even if they did find something, there really wasn't concrete reporting systems or anything like we have today. And to An your organized credit, effort to dig up to old you, stuff. And to your credit, during the, the height of the Greek and the Roman Empire, when people would dig up bones... They would call them dragons or the greatest example is the like the triceratops or the any dinosaur that had a beak they conflated that with being a griffin bones of a griffin and that's what we see historically so these bones have been dug up at different times it's but what are they though are they necessarily dinosaurs or are they something else yeah and, well yeah you know you're, you're absolutely right i mean uh, they described as like the remains of like the titans or the you know, like the greek heroes ecological monsters like the griffin Dude, you're breaking up so bad. I don't know if that's just me. I just wanted to. No, it's not the audio, David. What happened? I don't know. And that's now better. you sound crisp. All of a sudden, what's up? Here we are. Well, I well, I I, I put my phone on the charger. <laughs> you know, maybe that was messing it up. I don't know. Uh, anyway, as long as you can hear me now. Sorry about that. Uh, so, well, I was just saying. So, um, so yeah, like. Uh, they were digging up bones and finding stuff, uh, but they were assigning it to things like, you know, like the Titans or the, you know, like, uh, you know, Greek heroes or the mythological monsters, you know, like the centaur or the griffin, you know, the cyclops is a famous one, you know, uh, for being, uh, you know, people uh, thinking that, you know, mammoth skulls, you know, with the big sort of gap the sort of big gaping hole right in the front of his skull, you know, being the Cyclops, right? So they decided to a Cyclops instead of to, a, you know, a, a mammoth or an elephant, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't uh, we get, why don't we hammer through this real quick? Because obviously yeah. we, we address this point, the second one, that no independent researcher has seen a real dinosaur skull. Um, right. I think... You know, we can kind of crush that one out. But now the next one, this is one where they say, he says, Paleont paleontological approach built on hypothesis while presented as natural science with an objective approach. So he says, when attempting to explain earlier phenomena, paleontologists and other scientists of history construct a set of hypotheses addressing the causes and then look for a smoking gun, a piece of evidence that indicates that one hypothesis is a better explanation than others. Sometimes the smoking gun is discovered by happy coincidence during the investigation. I personally think this is a bit of a false negative. You know, I, I don't personally have a problem with starting with a hypothesis. 
and then looking for evidence for it. A lot of people will say that, you know, that basically dismisses the evidence itself. Well, as long as you don't make up evidence to prove your hypothesis, as long as you don't commit fraud here, then I think that is valid. For example, I have the hypothesis that more minerals makes you live longer. So when I'm reading about cultures, long live cultures, historical cultures, I'm looking for nutritional clues. I'm looking for that evidence. I started with a hypothesis. I didn't just start blindly. You know, there's this idea that we should just do this basic science that's just totally blind and objective. It's it's nonsense. And I think we agree here today that that their hypothesis of proving evolution and all that, that is false. But that does not negate the reality of actually finding bones, actually finding deposits of lots of animals. Well, and Ryan, to your point, I thought that that was the scientific method. I thought that, like, you know, creating a hypothesis and then moving forward and trying to, like, disprove or prove that was, like, the entire scientific method. Am I wrong? It's funny that there's disagreements on what actually constitutes pure science and whether you should have a motivation behind it or not. But it's hard for me to imagine designing any sort of a study looking for any sort of specific knowledge without having a hypothesis to start with. It seems like the, that's the fucking base is a hypothesis. I think, I think the argument they try to give out is that if you're looking for a specific thing, you're going to find it. And there are shady people out there who recreate um, the data sets. They they make them up, and that would be the the falsifying of it. But this they try to weasel word it and suggesting that if you have an idea in your head already, you're going to try and mix it up to so that the results fit your hypothesis. That's the idea they try to put forward. Well, that's only people that are fucking paid to to create a narrative, right? Like if it's Absolutely. if it's well if genuine science, then you should you should say, hey, I think that this is the case. People stake their, their career on that. this Piltdown man and these other sort of, you know, human transition stuff, you know, so they're just very willing to, this is cognitive dissonance here, they're very willing to accept that that baboon jaw or whatever was actually a transitional form. It's just... If your paycheck they're, they're, is reliant on it, of course. Yeah, not gonna, just paycheck, but but career, everything. Social you know, Your image, yep. it's so hard to come back for that. You're five books deep talking about the transitions between humans and apes and it turns out that your your main data points are bogus it's very hard to admit to yourself yeah let alone public very important question after we're done with this uh similar to the five raccoons versus bear thing so i I don't know where you're at with this map but let's uh let's get to the end because i i got a very important question all right So, so we got the next one children are taught dinosaurs through cartoons I yeah. love for time. I will say the Flintstones was great. What are we talking about here? Also, the dinosaurs ABC show phenomenal. I gotta say, I'm a big Land Before Time guy myself. I was gonna say Land Before Time. Cool. Yeah. Trauma. Well, the dinosaurs. <laughs> you know this one here. The not the uh, mama. Yeah. Man, dinosaurs was a good show. That was always on before Roseanne. Yeah, it was TGI yeah, Friday. Show. Good show. I normally like Eric, by the way. I hope this isn't a full takedown of Eric. I think he does a lot of great work, but I do think that uh, his points here are pretty sloppy. He does have a case to make, especially with the original ones being hoaxes, and that's just really not in dispute, so that's a bit of a straw man here. But yeah, we're taught through cartoons because all young boys, especially boys, like dinosaurs. And it's so interesting that many girls even like it as well. And usually girls and boys don't like the same stuff, especially as we get older. But so many of us were interested in dinosaurs. So, yeah, duh, they made child content around it. I'm sure there's some Masonic stuff in it or whatever, but come on here. 
It's the, dinosaurs uh, in space, right? Too big. Two big ones. It's dinosaur and space that were pumping. It's so space. easy to pump out content making for kids. Yeah, yeah, of course. We're all interested in it. Why wouldn't we? And the premises could be wrong and all that stuff, but I assume that 98, if not 99% of the people who ever worked on any of these projects completely believe that they exist. So it's not some kind of conspiracy on their part. They're caught up in it too. What were the Ninja Turtles? The Ninja Turtles were dinosaurs, dude. And I am actually buying... Uh, old 1990s uh ninja turtle action figures right now i'm in the process of doing this building up a collection so, yeah huge davio anything on this one uh well obviously you know a cartoon like the flintstones is promoting the the, the, the human evolution caveman party line uh you know, land before time, obviously, the millions and billions of years timeline of, of uh, Earth history. So, yeah, I mean, these things are obviously used as propaganda tools. It's, you know, which is just unfortunate. I mean, that's just the way, you know, the world we live in. Well, and, and here's the other thing. It's a great way to profit off it, right? I mean, well, sure. It's it's a it's a gold mine essentially. I mean, like yeah. we talked about, what boy, what little boy isn't infatuated with dinosaurs? You know, you've it's one of the first things you're you know it's superheroes and dinosaurs. If I yeah. you know, that was my childhood, dinosaurs are even better because we're convinced that they're they were 100 real. And yeah, like I say, I don't think it's implausible to say that there our world did have the conditions that allowed many many massive animals and maybe even those giant trees you know i'm still on board with that yeah cool it's a cool time to think about absolutely no i mean and i don't think anybody and, and you know i i don't really disagree with it but i i think most people would agree that there were large creatures now it's the it's the characteristics it's the assessment it's like we talked about you know the 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 representation of, of what they are yeah the leaps of faith that are made based on what we found to to make these grand assumptions and and a lot of times they're incorrect and they keep getting corrected davio here we're looking at a picture here on the top right of the screen that looks like a way more complete stegosaurus is that is that real no that's that's not real uh but that is the general format of, uh, you know, what a stegosaurus looks like with the plates along the back and the spikes on the tail and stuff like that. Um, you know, if you if you take a, another look at like the one that, uh, you know, that we dug up, you know, at the you know with the Denver Museum and stuff, um, you can see the plates arrayed along the back. They actually um, are better than the. Uh, you know, uh, first stegosaurus <clears throat> that went to the Smithsonian that was found by, I, I, I think it was Marsh, you know, Othniel, Charles Marsh. Uh, this is where they were digging was the exact same area as us. Um, uh, anyway, but, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely, you know, um, some really nice features on that particular skeleton that, that we got. Um, you know, and uh, you know, I, I do find it interesting that uh, you know, like Cope and Marsh are are so vilified, and Richard Owen, and uh, you know, they haven't gotten to William Buckland yet. I mean, maybe he'll find a new generation of haters, just like these guys have. Um, but uh, you know, I mean, 
it's it's pretty indisputable. I mean that they, you know, whatever their motives were, uh, they they pulled out a just a mass of of fossils, fossil bones, uh, and yeah, they were publishing as fast as they as they could write something up, uh, you know, and they were you know bitter rivals and all that stuff, um, you know. But I don't uh, I don't I don't really know why um you know i don't really understand why they're so hated you know or richard owen for making up the word you know coining the word dinosaur which is kind of a ridiculous word you know dino just means uh you know uh lizard or you know saurian lizard you know and dinos you know terrible terrible lizards they're just big lizards i mean i don't see what the controversy is about that you know and um but uh you know, honestly, I you know one just one last thing I would say, you know, in terms of uh, dinos, you know, all the dinosaurs or dragons and stuff like that. Uh, <clears throat> you know, it's just that, um, you know, you 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 look at the anatomy of uh, you know dinosaurs. You know, whether it's uh, you know partial skeletons or or or. You know, beautifully articulated, you know, nearly complete skeletons and stuff like that. You just look at the anatomy of dragons in like, you know, Chinese, uh, you know, artwork or medieval paintings or Renaissance and stuff like that. You couldn't possibly, you know, cram <laughs> one of these, you know, any of these skeletons in, into the skin of these dragons, you know, and you can tell a lot. You can tell a whole lot, you know, from, uh, fossilized bones in, in terms of like how they articulated you know their the, the you know the articulation surfaces the articulation points there's a whole lot and you know there's muscle scars on 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 bones where you can trace you know the path of muscles you can determine you know how it stood you know you know how you know how 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 mobile its tail was you know side to side or up and down you can tell a whole lot actually uh you know so, so all the appearance of dinosaur stuff is, I would say, it's, it is, is not pure speculation. When, whether they were orange or blue is speculation, stuff like that. But uh, the, the anatomy of a dinosaur is not even comparable to the representations, the artistic representations of dragons. Um, you know, I would... Because Chinese say, dragon looks like a big snake, right? With this crazy big head and, yeah, these yeah. little T-Rex arms and, and little T-Rex legs. It's like a skink. It's like a gigantic skink. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. So, I mean, uh, yeah, clearly, I mean, you know, I think the point you made earlier, Ryan, about, uh, you know, people not necessarily having time or the inclination or the or the sort of mental, you know, sort of worldview framework uh to 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 take um to take the fossils and things they were finding you know they've been found all along and 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 you know classify them and try to understand them you know as things other than like you know other than like you know the the monsters are, you know the sort of creatures of mythology and things like that i you know and that uh, life is a lot easier has been a lot easier in the last couple of centuries and uh you know, people got a lot more time on their hands. You can be a gentle, a gentleman naturalist, right? And uh, you can take a cooler with you now. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you, I mean, absolutely, man. Seriously, you're talking about going out to the desert and going out to the badlands of where you know all, all over the world. You know, even in China, this it takes equipment and lots of stuff to go out there. You, you have to leave your town, no matter what. Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of funny. Uh, one of the uh, early so early guys, you know, fossil hunters, this guy named Barnum Brown. Uh, he. He, he worked for the uh, uh, the American Museum in New York. Uh, so we're talking like um, around the turn of the century, like, or even like, like 1920s. Uh, so this guy would go out into the field in a full on like fur coat. He would, he would wear fur coats out in 100 degree heat prospecting for, for fossils and things like this. And he was incidentally the one who found the first uh, T-Rex. As a guy, uh, Barnum Brown. That's cool. So I think point number five, um, you don't have it up on the screen anymore. I think it was uh, only the in crowd is allowed to look for fossils. Yeah, I don't agree with that one either. Even just on YouTube today, there's there's a lot of rock hounds out there. They're called a lot of people go out there looking for gems, looking for cracking open rocks, finding all kinds of stuff, all kinds of yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to add in too, you know, I've mentioned it before, but we do have absolute proof that there was either a flood or just major changes in our terrain because at least our deposit in Utah of minerals, ancient sea moss, on top of it, there's a limestone cap. This is on top of a mountain in the middle of the desert in Utah, nothing around it. It's Emory, Utah. And on top of this mountain, there's a deposit of ancient sea moss. And we know it's sea, sea moss because on top of it is a limestone cap that's full of sea fossils. So there most definitely was a flood. There most definitely was a massive geological changes that probably happened relatively quickly. And those of us in the mud flood melted city type of camp, I think we can see quite clearly that there was definitely cataclysm. So the world has changed big time catastrophically. And Absolutely. half the conspiracy world is talking about Oh, there was giants, you know, and all these the mud the mud fossil thing, which I don't know if we we can all agree on, whatever. But you know, maybe there was gigantic creatures. They're saying there's these there's these huge trees and huge people and huge all. I don't know why they're so against dinosaurs. Clearly, this Earth sure. has changed big time. It's changed fundamentally. We are in a in an era where things are small and things are not as abundant as they they once were, and that's a massive understatement. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Rye, what do you got for us? You said you had a uh a would yeah, you rather. I, I I did have a question. Um I'll pull it up here on Instagram. I had to step away for a second because there's some planes flying like super low, dude. I they're still... coming to get you, I bet. I mean, they're not coming to get me, but it was just like loud, man. It's like I live in a rural area, and it's just it's wild. The Dude, shit that, that, that happens off. that happens up here, right? I'm up on uh, up in the mountains, and we'll get flyovers by like the local Air Force jets. Holy shit! It feels like they're right over the house. Well, and that's what's wild is like I'm sitting here and you know minding my own business, and then I hear just like. It sounds like there's like fighter jet shit going on. It's just wild, like drills or something. It's weird. But um, yeah, man, I've got this this 
fun thought experiment and don't don't question what's going on in the background here <laughs> there's some people talking uh, uh you know about whatever whatever they're having uh but so you're in an arena let's talk about like you know let, let's say you're in the uh the coliseum right you've so like got a stadium right like a football stadium type yeah a, a baseball stadium a football stadium let's just say like you're in the uh glendale the arizona cardinals glendale stadium this is All where right. they're talking about holding uh you know football super bowls every year now you're in the arena with 50 hawks 10 crocodiles three brown bears 15 wolves one hunter with a rifle seven buffalo ten thousand rats five gorillas four lions you pick two to defend you out of all these different things you get two Okay, you're also involved. You don't have any weapons, though. The others you are... only get two of one species, or like there's three brown bears. Like if you you could choose all three brown bears, that's one of your animals. Yeah, no. So like, let's say like for me, I would I would say like uh just hypothetically, I'm picking fifty hawks and ten crocodiles, or fifty hawks and three brown bears. You get to pick two of these bullet points. All right. To protect you against everything else. And uh, everything else attacks you, and the goal is to survive for one hour. What are you going with? You got four lions, five gorillas, 10,000 rats, seven buffalo, one hunter with a rifle, 15 wolves, three brown bears, 10 crocodiles, and 50 hawks. I did not create this. It sounds like something that me or Matt would create because of the, uh, you know, uh, your insanity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like, what are you going with? Realistically, I think this is an interesting thought experiment. Matt, I want to start with you, dude. Like, where where do you? We go? don't get to know what type of rifle this hunter has. This is our and most valuable character he here. In is this a rifle? bolt action? Is this a semi-automatic with a sixty-shot clip in it? Let's say it's a fifty cal, because I mean, like, at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, you got to kill buffalo. Not- you got to kill bears. Well, at the end of the day, the 10,000 rats seems like the most, like, scary thing. 10,000 rats would, at the end of the day, they would fuck up seven buffalo. There's millions of rats in New York, and they hardly kill anybody. <laughs> they only kill some people with disease. I'm not scared of the rats here. I'm scared of these big animals. I want to know if that rifle can take down this under under 50 large animals. Five well, then let's say the hunter with the rifle, because like, I'll tell you what I'll do since no one wants to fucking speak up. <laughs> I, I'm taking the, I'm taking the hunter with the rifle. I want him to have a, a two, two, three, and I'm going to fucking stab the hunter in the neck and I'm going to take his rifle <laughs> and I'm going to continue to shoot whatever I need to shoot to stay alive for one hour. I'm also taking four lions because I think that four lions are going to go in there and fuck up. Those 15 wolves are going to tear you to pieces, bud, before you even pull off your fourth shot. I'm just saying. 15 wolves? The, the wolves are the only one that are going to act in a coordinated effort here. The crocodiles are not going to team up in any way. The brown bears are going to be all over the place and probably even just running away from most of the chaos that's going the on here. The gorillas the gorillas probably aren't going to have any of it. It's the yeah, wolves. It's, go- it's gorillas, not chimps. If it was chimps, I'd be a lot more scared because they'd work more in, in coherence than five gorillas. Well, Even lions, like a lot of this stuff might be hunting itself. Let's slow it down real quick. <laughs> Matt, where are you at on this? I, 
I like a pack of wolves surrounding me. That's a nice barrier at least. And then, yeah, I don't know how you take out the hawks and the rats. That's my hawks aren't going to attack you. They eat, they eat, they eat rodents. Do hawks can carry away deer? Come on. The I idea saw a video is today that of a hawk animals that you aren't. The idea is that all these animals that you don't have, like, paid in this hypothetical situation, this is obviously not a real situation. I'm just <laughs> saying, if it was real, the 50 hawks, if you paid the hawks, if you had that, yeah, I'm tapping into the 50 hawks, they're taking care of you. If you They're not taking out wolves, man. Animals. They're not taking out a buffalo. A buff, yeah. an African buffalo? That's the deadliest animal on this list, I think. That's what I'm saying. So pick your picks matt is going first here those buffaloes stomp those wolves to death yeah you got fit are they water buffalo or are they american bison because that's a big difference like ryan's the saying i mean if we're talking choice. african buffalo those things are killers okay i mean it says buffalo it doesn't say bison yeah. ragged all those wolves wolves won't even get them yeah no i mean yeah you're fuck i just dude this is a <laughs> i don't think you're surviving an hour I mean, there's just too many predators there. It's chaos. Yeah, I mean, it's here too. I, I, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm gonna have to say the wolves for a barrier, and maybe I might go with the lions on top of it, and just go all cat, uh, you know, all four legs, and hope hope I get some layer of defense. But I don't see this as a winnable. Uh, proposition here you have to choose the hunter because the hunter has a gun and if by default you don't choose him he's against you he can easily shoot you right that's, that's what's true that's what yeah I'm that's kind of a bold all the other animals might just ignore you even if they're killers they might just be like bro i don't even want to be in this situation what's going on here i'm no, in a stadium is <laughs> what is that a buffalo i've never even seen a buffalo before they're they're tripping but that hunter is like yo this is a game i'm gonna shoot you i'm against but you. yeah ryan this is like these these guys are for or against you so i'm right there with you you have to pick the hunter and in my opinion you're killing the hunter and you're taking his gun <laughs> And you're shooting the fucking animals that are that are coming at you. You know what I mean? Like that's why I'm going hunter lions. You know what I mean? The hunt the lions are gonna go after the ten thousand rats. And the hawks, I mean, fuck the hawks. You know what I mean? That's why you need a two, two, three, AR fifteen. You're blasting these things. You can shoot off 15, 30 rounds at a time, and you're good. And then the the uh lions are kind of taking care of the ground animals, man. But uh, that's my idea. Hunter, lions. That's my idea. Um, Drew, I'm, I'm interested you living All down right. there in Australia. Where are you at? I'm, I'm trying to game this scenario in the best way possible. I do agree the hunter is a big threat. But you said as long as you can get the gun off the hunter, you're fine. So what I'd actually do is I'd go the five gorillas and the seven buffalo. And we would ride the buffalo like horses. All I need is one of those gorillas, one of those buffaloes to kill the hunter for me. Then I'm riding around on a buffalo with the gun, with gorillas mounted. It's like a end of the world scenario of Planet of the Apes. I think that's the best situation for you. I think you need to find one video of anybody anywhere in the world riding a <laughs> buffalo. <laughs> but they're working for you in this situation, right? Yeah, they're there to protect you. Absolutely. Jeez. <laughs> These things are on your team once you tap into them. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's scary. 
Dude, but that's... I think this is the next level of the bear versus five raccoons thing. Yeah, this is borderline insanity right here. This is like the Hunger Games of we've taken the bear versus uh, raccoons to a steroid level. I mean, this is like the Barry Bonds level of shit right here. I think if you got if you got the hunter, gorillas? you know what they say? Mounted gorillas. That's the gorillas. The gorillas are riding the buffalo here. You're saying? Yes, <laughs> wow. they're riding the buffalo. If this is uh, this is like untold power here. We're Doctor Doodle saying right now. Yeah, if you're not moving forward, you're dying. This so is bad scientist we're, we're, shit here. This is this is out of its realm. But hey, yeah. it's a, it's a fun what if. But all right, let's go around. Let's get out of here, everybody. Let's uh, say your final piece. And uh, hey, I first of all, I. Davi, I want to thank you first of all for reaching out to me, my man. I I, I, oh, yeah, sure. I I appreciate it, and I appreciate you hopping on with this bunch of cast of characters here. And uh, <laughs> like, I, I honestly, this was a great discussion. Um, you know, obviously, it, it flowed better than some of our previous episodes. Yes, yes. You well, did. Well, I, I really appreciate you, uh, you know, being game to do, you know do this and uh, talk about this because. Uh, uh, it seems to be, you know, uh, kind of everywhere at the moment, all this dinosaur uh, stuff. Too many people fall for conspiracies just with the smell of something being off. Sometimes the smell is not enough. There definitely is a lot off. But again, you completely summed it up, this whole thing. It's not the bones. It's a story about the bones. There's a lot. It stinks. That stinks. It's fine. But for a lot of people just jump in immediately and, and dismiss everything. And I'm guilty of that too myself, thinking that everything's a conspiracy. You know, we're yeah. just we're humans. We make mistakes. We have egos. We have careers. We have nemesis. <laughs> you know, we have all kinds of uh, ways that we, you know, we we rush things. We do things too quickly. We publish too quickly. We didn't really think about it. We didn't see all the evidence. This is this is what science is. It's not concrete. And yes, the mainstream plays it as if it is concrete. And they play lots of things like it's concrete, like climate change and all this stuff. You know, oil being made from these bones and whatever, whatever they they just take it all for granted. But any discerning person needs to look a little bit further. And we can't just see one Eric Dubay video and be completely persuaded. He's done a lot of great work, but we're all we're all guilty of making these leaps, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I, I agree with you about uh, Eric Dubay and stuff, you know, because I mean, I've, I've you know, I've gotten a lot of info, you know. Uh, I love his, uh, you know, flat earth videos, all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I mean, I was, I was just surprised to run across, you know, a video like that I feel like, you know, uh, was really kind of lazy, you know, it's not on, on uh, it's not the same kind of on par with his other stuff. So anyway, but yeah, it's a great, it's a great topic because it, it, it goes into so many other kind of relevant areas. I, I think, and, uh, you know, that's it's one of those spider webs, right? It, it it has tentacles that reach out into so many different areas, too. I mean, it's yeah. it, it ties into so many different subjects. Keep yeah, in mind, I mean, too, that a lot of <laughs> even our psychology, like uh, Ryan was just saying, in terms of what we you know want to believe, you know, or like you get a taste of how how you know how many how much you've been lied to, and then it's everything is lies. And I mean, yep. you know. I mean, you know, this is, you know, I mean, uh, I'm guilty as, uh, you know, anybody else of going down that path. 
and having to sort of <laughs> take a step back. Hey, and, and and we all are though. But the the yeah. the thing sure. is, is being able to admit it, right? And that's why I'm so glad you reached out because I was wrong. I was flat out wrong, you know, and what I said on that yeah. show. And I'm glad you called me out on it. And I'll be the first to admit, hey, listen, I may be wrong, but I'm not lying. Right. And that's my stance on things. I, I may be I, I could have a wrong opinion. And yeah. and I'm glad oh, that people are out there like you that will call us out on it. Cause I think more people need to do that and have discussions like this where, you know, hey. We all may not agree on every point, but there is a common ground here that we all found by the end of this that oh, yeah. we're you know pretty much in a in a in a consensus here that there's yeah there's some reality to it and there's some shenanigans and I think yeah. that's true with a lot of this stuff. Oh yeah, La yeah. lazy is fair to say. If you look at a lot of Eric's other stuff, he's leaning on other people like his flatter stuff. He's talking about books that were written in the 1800s, early 1900s. He's he's quoting engineers. He's quoting pilots. There's a lot for him to lean on. But the dinosaur video was kind of all him. You know, he kind of just really focused on the early period, the bone wars and that stuff, and really made a lot a big leap there. And, and to use his five foundational reasons why it's not true. Yeah, we, we went in and looked at each one of those. I think we dismissed them. I think we debunked them. And yeah, when he said, uh, you know, only... Uh, professionals or whatever only people in the club get to look at it I, I was thinking when watching that originally that i thought this was kind of one of the only things that amateurs could actually do science wise you actually can go out and just dig and many people do go out and just dig lots of people love crystals and, and fossils and they do it. this is their hobby instead of going fishing they go out fossil hunting like what are you talking about you have to be an elite to work at cern Right. You you cannot just get in and start working at CERN. Yeah. But, I can't just go and perform heart surgery on someone. Like, yeah, you can go and look for bones. Like, what are we talking about here? It's not an elite thing. Yeah, sure. They're not going to let you go up and touch the, the real bones behind the curtain or whatever that when they're restoring them. I, sure. But I don't think we should expect that. That was just a weak point. Why would I be allowed in the back of the museum? You know, when they're restoring a painting i don't get to go back there either that doesn't mean that it's it's a totally exclusive thing that no amateur can do yeah, yeah absolutely kidding, right <laughs> well davia thank you for joining us my friend this is this has been oh, awesome you, so drew drew where can they find you my man yeah find me on your missing the point podcast on all the usual podcatchers on twitter and uh missing the point um yeah just anytime you look into something going with an open mind and have the idea in the back of your head that you could be wrong with your misconceptions or your preconceived ideas about any topic. Because at any point in our life, we are wrong on any number of things. And only through research, looking at things objectively, do we find out our errors. Like you said, Matt, you may not be lying, but you just had a misconception about something. You're wrong on a subject, but you weren't lying about it. You were just using the information you had at the time to inform your opinion on something. Great point, Drew. Great point. And hey, thank you, my man, for joining us on your vacations. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been it. a blast. You made it for me, mate. It's been a great, great holiday break. Thank you. Ryan, not us. Where can we find you, my friend? You can find everything I do on notusbooks.org, including all of my links and all of my content. And absolutely none of it has to do with this topic. But I think <laughs> this was this was fun. It did. It flowed very well. I think this was one of our best episodes, honestly. And I think it's cool that we came to this because reasonably any conspiracy person coming to the table here, 
you can't just say oh this no complete thing has ever been discovered it's just it's not good enough guys there's there's a lot that has been discovered it's impossible to dispute in my mind the existence of a lot of different species and big reptiles and whatever there's a ton of debate as there has always been a ton of debate about what exactly those fossils mean but yeah cool yeah. cool that we did we didn't have uh conflicting reactions here i think it's pretty rational i'm, I'm proud of us <laughs> yeah well thank you my friend dangerous ryan where can we find you yeah, Dangerous World Podcast, man. And I will say, yeah, you can always say you might not be wrong or lying or whatever the fuck, you know, the the idea is. But uh, yeah, dude, um, there there is this idea of people that just get drafted off of the street to work for the Smithsonian Museum. And actually, Kim's uncle uh was was kind of like one of these guys that was you know drafted in to to work for the smithsonian at 19 years old and the guy went in there just not really giving a shit about anything and came out being a full-blown what we would call today conspiracy theorist doesn't believe in the moon landing doesn't believe that the earth's a globe any of these things and it's a really interesting thing so um yeah the smithsonian seems to be an interesting uh you know they're hiding bigfoot <laughs> uh, fate. what is that they're hiding bigfoot yeah, yeah he never said anything about bigfoot as far as i know but um you know those two those two points um you know the the earth being a sphere um he didn't know where that where he stood on that and any of these other things uh that i mentioned you know the uh the dinosaur idea, all these other things. It's just an interesting thing. It's fun to talk about. And I think that it's in, it's it's always good to bring up just different perspectives. And whether you believe or you disbelieve in any of these different ideas, I think that that's what these kinds of shows are meant to do, is talk about these different ideas, share thoughts, and feed just different perspectives. You know what I mean? We don't have to agree on anything, dude. Like I, I, like I, I talk with Matt all the time. I talk with Drew all the time. There are so many things that we disagree and agree on, and I think that that's so important, man. It's always a good thing to just like feed some kind of discourse and 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 just talk about something. So yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm trying to like really get to at this point. But I, I, I think it's really good to like actually just like talk back and forth, go back and forth on different things. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah, be able to have a discussion. Just... You know, it's it's very simple, like being able to have a conversation, even though you may have differing point of views. Exactly. To be able to talk. And I think that's, you know, that's why I started this show, because I wanted to have discussions with people, not everybody I agree with. And hear their point of view and i think we need to listen more whether it's you agree fun, or not yeah it's fun and that's exactly what it is it's like yeah dude i don't agree with anything that you're saying but let's fucking hear it that's yeah. all that it is so. we can agree to disagree that's fine yeah you no know, that's okay that you don't have to agree with everyone but you have to have some little bit of respect you know that's what we're talking about here
that's the thing at the end of the day man you know a lot of people um you know we're heading into an election season right now in in the u.s and so many people say like dude though the world would be so much better if everyone was republican no it wouldn't it would not like we need some of these pussy soy boy <laughs> fucking liberals out here saying there's 17 genders because we have to have the discussion we absolutely have to have the discussion and you know obviously you know factually there are two genders but we need to have the discussion we need to say like oh dude you know uh again south park does a great episode where there's these warmongers and then there's these pussies and these two have to have the discussion yep and it's like dude you know, you can't have an entire nation of people just thinking the same damn way, man. So I, I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, uh, really do appreciate dissenting opinions of like the way that I feel. But just don't fucking make me like think like don't feel like you can tell me to think a certain way. Yep. And and I won't do the same. Like I, I'll I'll say like, hey, man, like, you know, have your opinion. Let me have my own opinion. And let's uh, let's let's talk about it and let's let's see what the best outcome is, because oftentimes it's more times in the middle. Yep. No one's right. No one's right. So uh, that's where it is. But, Matt, before I ramble on more and more, uh, where are you at on this? Uh, dude, I, I think this is one of like Ryan said, I think this is one of the best shows that we've had. One of the best discussions. It was great. I uh, I enjoyed it, you know, and and like I said before, I mean, it it's okay to admit you're wrong, right? It's, it, 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 it's, it's healthy, you know, and that's, that's part of growth is, is saying, okay, yeah, reestablish, you know, and every now and then you got to check out yourself, do, do a little self-inspection, see where you are. And maybe, maybe you need to check your beliefs a little bit and, and, and get outside of your comfort zone. And so, Hey, with that said guys, and Oh, sorry, I have been getting shit because I don't, uh, tell people where they can find my stuff. If you don't know by now, go to patreon.com great deception podcast or Instagram great deception podcast. You can find me there, reach out DMS, whatever. Um, everybody, thank you. Stay strong and question everything. EC wars of the late 1800s with his arch nemesis Thomas Edison over which current to run through wires newly powering cities and world fairs alike. Nikola Tesla was determined to demonstrate the capacity to transmit wireless electricity freely by way of his copper coiled towers, connecting a circuit between heaven and earth, between sky and ground, drawing energy from the extant and omnipresent ether. The question I am raising is, did the ancients and ancestors know the secrets of the electric universe and weave into the fabric of their architecture, sacred and otherwise, this gnosis, rooted as it is in the teachings of the esoteric and alchemical, the principles of principles and sages, did advanced old world buildings made of charge producing piezoelectric stone shaped into sacred geometric self-similar fractal forms and gilded with charge conducting precious metals on rooftops, domes and spires with their towers, peaks, bells and organs still intact, 
vibrate with life, lifting the spirit and consciousness within its occupants while projecting outwardly through cymatic portals of stone and prismatic leaded glass, itself a silica cousin of quartz, as sound waves rippling ever outward into the air like light stirring up the ether, illuminating a path homeward to the divine. And if so, then we as spiritual beings having a physical experience belong to this architecture, imbued as it is within the boundless limits of natural law, perhaps even more than it belongs to us.